0: Hey everybody, welcome to Jesus States. Today we're mixing things up a little bit and normally Molly would be the one on this side of the microphone asking somebody else questions, but today I'm gonna do it. I'm your host, Shauna Ansari. Let's get started. Okay, so Molly, normally you're the one asking all the questions, but who is the woman behind the microphone? We just wanted to know more. And so tell us maybe your name and where you're from.
1: that's great you did good okay welcome to jesus dates and no joke and they told me the exact same thing each of them they said love your students if you don't have any love for your students you're wasting your time i sat back and i thought well do i love my students no i don't We hear real stories of how God is moving in the lives of very real people. Whether he's led them to a mountaintop experience or a long walk through a valley, we get to hear all about it right here on Jesus Dates. My name is Molly Duper, and I am from Bemidji, Minnesota. It's a great place in northern Minnesota. Everyone has to visit it. There's so many lakes. So many nice people. Everyone is kind of blonde and blue-eyed there, except for I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) But Paul Bunyan has
0: brown hair, so. Yeah,
1: it's the land of Paul Bunyan. I think you heard Corbin talk about that a couple episodes ago. Awesome. So tell me something about your family. My dad actually comes from a family of seven boys. And my mom has, four siblings and actually so all of my cousins my uncles aunts everybody pretty much lives all in Bemidji or Brainerd Minnesota so all the mm-hmm. way up north it's only like one family in Kansas and that's about it so it's crazy because I'm literally the only one that's away and so it's really sad and I miss my family um, and I live in Orlando Florida out of all places in the world but I, I, one thing about my family is you know, I was raised in the woods and in a log cabin, and it is true. Everybody is like a lumberjack in my family, and lots of facial hair, except for myself.
0: Sure, Laura is so offended right now.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, my sister and my mom don't have facial hair. <laughs> All right,
0: Molly. So, being on the Jesus Dates podcast, can you tell us? What is one time that really sticks out to you where Jesus has worked in your life?
1: Yeah, so forever, ever since I was 15, I've wanted to work in ministry as like a vocation. Mm -hmm. I guess where that kind of started is I really wanted to be a pastor, but I'm like, oh, I'm a girl, so maybe no one will hire me. So it's kind of sad and I that I had that thought and I actually went in a different route and I took religious education because I'm like, well, people would probably hire me as a teacher. Mm -hmm. And I just love talking about Jesus. I just really had that passion. So I took religious education. uh, It was one of my biggest dreams. I wanted to be this, like, really cool, hip teacher who's like, yes, I'm going to change the world. And I watched, what's that movie? Freedom Writers? I Mm, think. mm -hmm, (laughs) mm And it's a movie about how she, like, comes into this crazy school. They're super not awesome kids, but then all of a sudden she changes their life and... I mean, she has a movie made about her because she's so awesome. Isn't it Robin Williams in Freedom Riders? No. That's a dead poet society. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's an inspiring teacher too. But for me, it was like, I saw the movie and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be that except for I'm going to walk into a place. All these kids are, aren't are going to be excited about Jesus, but then they're going to see me and they're going to be like, Whoa. <laughs> I love Jesus now because you taught me. So then did it go that way like you expected or what happened? So right as I was graduating college, I got an interview and got hired in a school in Tennessee. I was going to be a full-time religion teacher for freshman and sophomore students. So I was really excited. However, it was nothing like I dreamed about. I compare my first year of teaching to my first triathlon where I had spent months training on how to swim, watching YouTube videos of how to swim, doing the techniques, and then all of a sudden, when the actual triathlon came, I got in the water, people were kicking me in the face, (laughs) it's super cold, it's dark water, and all I'm doing is like all techniques go out the window, and my face is above water. And just, like, I'm doggy paddling. You're in survival mode. <laughs> and I'm like, just keep swimming. Just stay wow. alive. Because I showed up. There's all these kids that are burnt out. Or at least, a lot, not all of them. But a good chunk of them were kind of burnt out on Jesus or, like, Bible classes. Because they had kind of been in this church school system since mm. day one of school. And now they're 10th graders. And now I'm this brand new teacher and you're kind of burnt out from it. And it was not fun. (laughs) So describe it a little bit. So what happened? So it sounds like it was really,
0: really challenging. How did God turn that around for you?
1: This is really, can I totally be honest? If I had a challenging time with a student, mm-hmm. then, like, every single day that the that student would come through the door, I would remember what they did the day before. And mm-hmm. it's like, I wouldn't let it go. And it just, like, built and built with all these students. And pretty soon, I just didn't love any of these students. Yeah. And I'm like, I hate teaching. And it was sad. It's sad because I was their religion teacher. Like, I was the one that's supposed to be, like, super all about love and all about Jesus. And really, it was just, I was trying to figure out any way that I could, I don't know, get a different job. And I'm like, I'm stuck in this. Yeah. How long did that last? Yeah, no, it was like the whole school year. So it was like the nine months. And I literally remember sitting at my desk in my office and it was an off period and I started crying. And I was thinking, what am I going to do? Like, I have spent four years training to do this. Mm -hmm and I hate it, and my students, I think they hate me, and I'm not even sure if they love Jesus, so it got to the summertime, and you know, I had finished my first year, and I was thinking, oh, he made it, yeah, yeah, exactly, big sigh, and I wanted to get out of that city so bad, um, that I booked a plane ticket almost every single week that entire summer. So that like two and a half months I had off, I wasn't out. I was even in the state. Wow. Because I'm like, I'm going to be gone this whole time. And hopefully something happens, right? Like maybe I'll get a job somewhere else or maybe I can move. Like I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. But really, it's like this is where God totally comes in. <laughs> it was so crazy. I had so many plane rides and I swear no joke there was three trips in a row it was like back-to-back plane rides that I sat next to a retired female teacher who had like taught for like 30 years and now had just retired and I said oh like I just got done with my first year of teaching and I said I'm just honest how did you make it yeah how did you make it 30 years or 40 years what's your one piece of advice for me And no joke, I asked this at each each female teacher, and they told me the exact same thing, each of them. They said, love your students. If Mm -hmm. you don't love your students, like, what are you doing? If you don't have any love for your students, you're wasting your time. I sat back and I thought, well, do I love my students? No, I don't. And where does that love actually come from? Like, is it a human love, or is that something that God can give me? Mm -hmm. Like, is that something that, like, God's spirit live in me actually like I teach about that and that's something that as a religion teacher I'm advocating for my students to do but it hasn't actually happened like with me yeah so I really prayed I'm like that would be a huge testament to myself and to my students that if I could love them that's a crazy like a Grinch story right where it's like the Grinch's heart changes four sizes and bursts out of his chest that would be amazing yeah like God can you really just turn this around because where you were at it did not look like it was gonna happen yeah absolutely so I started praying throughout that whole summer okay God like can you change me and can you change my heart and just live in me give me love for these 190 students that I haven't lived. So really going into the next school year, like I said, you know how before, if there is a student that mouthed out to me or a student that would disrespect me or something like that, I used to like hold on to it every single day and mm-hmm. it just build and build. I would actively stand by the door, welcome my students every single day and just pray pour out your love. In me and on these students, like, your spirit needs to just completely take over. The The first year it was like, I want to accomplish the dream, and I want to change their lives, and I want to do this, and they're going to make a movie about me one day, you know? Yeah. Uh, but the second year is full dependence on Jesus, where I'm like, Jesus, this is all you. You surrendered. Yeah. You just gave it up. Yeah, like, I completely gave over my dream to God. If you want to change these people's hearts and have them fall in love with you, like, you got to do it. And you have to change my heart as well. Wow. So what happened? Well, one day, a student came up and he said, can I give worship today? Is this a student that always gave worship? Like no. one of those outgoing kids that always wants no. to do it? Super shy student. Can never even hear him talk <laughs> that much. But he came up and said, hey, I have a... A story that I want to tell the class of how God has worked in my life. Did Jesus state with the whole class? Yeah. <laughs> it was so awesome. And I like, you know, my mouth like dropped to the floor and I'm like, what? Um, absolutely. You want to do it today? He's like, yeah. And I had no idea what the story was. So one little backstory about the student, he's a phenomenal piano player. Mm. He's awesome. He, Plays for recitals over at the university. Wow. He's always playing like during lunch period, before and after school. You'll see this kid on the piano. It's his passion. Yeah. (laughs) And he starts off his story and he says, I want to tell you why I'm so good at the piano. (laughs) It was just kind of funny like starting off like that. But he said, about two years ago when I was in eighth grade, he said, I was diagnosed with Tourette's. Wow. And he says, man, it was crazy taking over my life. I couldn't even fall asleep because I would have ticks, oh, and wow. I would just cry. And Ugh. he says, I finally just called out to Jesus. And I was like, please, if you're not going to take away my Tourette's, please just give me like one thing that I can do that like I won't have tics. Wow. While I do. So he says, then one day I was just impressed to walk over to the piano. And I just no. had like heard of. Heard a voice. Go to the piano. So he walks over to the piano. He sits down, and he starts playing, and he says, I kid you not, I didn't have ticks." Did he ever
0: play before?
1: No. What? Yeah. So then he signs up for, for lessons, and every single time he goes to the piano, he doesn't have his Tourette's. So he notices over and over and over again, and that is why then he's like, God answered my prayer. God gave me something that I can do that I won't have those ticks. And he says, that's why you see me playing hours in the morning and during lunch period and hours at night. God has given me such a gift. And it was just, it was so crazy. I was just like, had a huge lump in my throat because I was about (sighs) to just burst out crying. And, And then the thing is, I walked up to the front of the room and I looked at this class and... Everybody had tears in their eyes. Wow. It was just emotional and so powerful. You know, I, I truly believe in the power of one. Mm-hmm. If everybody secretly wants to be all about Jesus, but it's, everyone's just kinda of waiting for somebody one else. person to, take. to lead. Yeah, to like, like to open the door. It's like take that stand. And this kid was that kid. Wow. And because then the next day I just come kind of made a call to the rest of the class. I said is there anybody that that also wants to do what this student did? Yeah, worship. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of what I ask with Jesus dates, right? We're like, is there anybody that has a story that you want to share? And then that afternoon, a girl came up. She said, I want to share my story. So the next day, she shared her story. I sat in the back of class. She took 15 minutes to share her story. And sure enough, she started crying about her story. I got up, looked at the class. Everyone has tears in their eyes. Oh, my goodness. What happened is this happened student after student. I shared what was happening in this class to another class. And I taught six classes a day, six different classes. I shared that with them. And then they wanted to do it. It was like literally I can't even. It just sounds fake. But it's so real, and it was just—it sounds like a movie. Yeah, it sounds like a movie. <laughs> yeah, it it like a movie. <laughs> yeah, like God was just literally like one by one, each student pressing on their heart to go share what he had done for them personally. What ended up happening? There's chapel that happens every single day, mm-hmm. um, and it's like a ten minute chapel. And so, what ended up happening was then those same students were going to the chapel of the school, and they said. Can I share my story with the whole school? For chapel? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So then every single chapel for the rest of the school year ended up being a student. What crazy, like, wow. Okay, because if you think about it, so
0: it's so easy to be detached from somebody when you don't know them and you only know them through a bad interaction that you have with them. Yeah, And then when they open up and they share what God's doing in their life and they share about themselves and what they've been through, it creates just such a deep intimacy of who they are as a human being, like to their core. And you see them as God sees them.
1: Absolutely. Like hearing these stories about them, yeah, it completely, like one, it changed my view of who they were. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I had no idea that this was even happening in your life or. I, I didn't even know that you knew God was real or you cared about... It brought everybody so close together. And for the whole school to be doing that... Yeah. All the glory goes to God. I'm so glad that those two years happened because the first year was like so plain as day that this is like a human trying to make a huge change in culture, right? And change the hearts of many. And that's cool. Like, that's a cool dream to have But then like the second year is like completely given over to God and just to see that change of culture happen organically, Mm -hmm. like from the inside out and purely from the Holy Spirit. And and, and it's nothing else. It's nothing that I did. It's completely all God. And it's just so awesome to see with that. Like it was the story of the Grinch. <laughs> like <laughs> like it was like my heart burst out of my chest. And when I had to leave, I like just like bawled my eyes out like for days because, you know, I had taken, so I had gotten engaged and I had made the decision to move to Florida uh, where my fiance was. I knew it was best future and I knew it was mm-hmm. best for me and Carl. Mm-hmm. And to make that step was really sad to leave them, but it was just crazy because the... Just a year before that, <laughs> yeah. it was like, I cannot wait to get out of this place. Yeah, but then, that's all you wanted. <laughs> yeah. Then the second year is like, these kids are the best thing that's ever happened to me. I came to visit the next year. And it's the coolest thing when I saw them, you know, I, they ran up to me. And they're like, oh, my goodness. Oh, like, Miss Molly, you wouldn't believe this place. We haven't had an adult speak." during chapel all year long it's wow they're they're like it's just been students our school culture has completely changed it wasn't just something that happened one year like continued on into the next school year if you had one takeaway to our listeners today what would it be i guess whatever goal or accomplishment or just life dream that you have you could just Try and make it on your own. And that's the thing. My dream was to be a religion teacher. And I, and I actually made my dream. I, I, I accomplished it. Like, I made it, right? I was a full-time Bible teacher. But there was no power behind it.
0: Mm.
1: What, what use is having a dream or a goal or accomplishment when God's not in it? And when it's completely given over to God, and sometimes we're super scared to give it over to God, or to surrender it to Him. But when we do, it is so powerful. It can change culture. Yeah. It can change the lives of many. And it can change your heart. If you're willing to give that up to Him and go and total surrender. If you'd like to share your story of how God is working in your life, leave us a message on our Jesus Days voicemail number 218 656 0540 or send us a message on our instagram page at the current ministry this podcast is brought to you by the current ministry music by Azrael post and this is your host molly duper Thanking you for joining us and until next time grab a friend a cup of joe and go have your very own jesus day
0: What is the weirdest thing that's happened to you in the last 72 hours?
1: In the last 72? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I um, am here. The craziest thing, okay, I don't, I don't ever eat seafood, but, but oh. this week, I just wanted to know what it was like to eat a lobster. Oh, and- we all
0: did, Molly. <laughs> we all did
1: so it could be just because like i've seen it sometimes where i'm like oh my goodness like you get a bib and you get like a little fork and like you get like a, a plier or whatever what is it called like a, like a cruncher <laughs> yeah, yeah you get like a cruncher and you crunch it yeah oh. it's really embarrassing everybody around me was looking and offering help <laughs>